Welcome back to the Real Quick with Mike Swick podcast. First and foremost, I want to say thanks for the support. Uh, if you've watched the last couple of podcasts or heard them, uh, you, you heard me talk about the fact that we need your support to grow. Uh, we keep the timestamps on, but that does affect our, our uh, algorithm on YouTube, and they do promote us less. It lowers the retention. So your support is greatly appreciated uh, and helping us grow faster, get more subscribers, and just get bigger in general. Um, so if you like the content, you like the amazing guests that we have on, please like, comment, share, um, uh, do whatever you can to, to support the podcast. Tell your friends, um, you know, promote it as much as you can. We greatly appreciate it. You guys have been doing a fantastic job. Uh, and again, thank you so much for the support. Today we have Frankie Edgar on for the second time. We haven't had him on for two years. Um, so it's, uh, it's great to get caught back up with him. He's coming off of a win right now. It's been a few months. Haven't talked to him, obviously. So we'll talk about that a little bit. See how uh, fight camp's going and how he's preparing for Corey uh, Sandhagen coming up here next month. February 6th, I believe, at the Apex. So he's a great guy, uh, great fighter, and I just look forward to talking to him. So here we go. All right, Frankie, welcome to the show. Welcome back to the show. It's been about two years now, or I think February of 2018. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while, man. I'm, uh, I'm in a different house. So yeah, I remember I was in another house when we did this. Uh, so yeah, it's been a minute. Yeah, it's been a while, man. So I guess congrats. It's, uh, I've been able to talk to you since your last fight. Uh, great performance. Bantamweight. Thank you. Looks great. Looked fantastic. Yeah, it felt good, man. It felt good. And, uh, you know, I get back in there in, uh, in two weeks again. So uh, yep. I'm excited. Yeah. How'd you feel, man, at that weight? Um, you look phenomenal. I think you got performance of the night, correct? Fight of the night on that one? Yeah, I did. You got, me and Pedro got fight of the night. Uh, nice. I felt great. You know, uh, the weight cut was, was kind of, I don't want to say it was easy. No weight cut's ever <laughs> yeah. easy. Uh, but, you know, I was very disciplined. You know, my first time going down. So I made sure I, I did everything 100% right. And, uh, yeah, I felt, I felt it was really comparable to making 45, to be honest with you. Is that the best weight you've, you, you felt so far or no? I know it's your first one, but. You know, I, I really cut such minimal weight other weight classes. So, uh, but for this one, I, you know, for, for the, the amount of weight I cut and, you know, the, the preparation I put in, I did. I felt, I felt amazing. How's that confidence going into the next fight, being that you had such a good performance at uh, Bantamweight and now that you're, you're standing at this weight, you're fighting a, a tough guy. But, you know, now that you have that win behind you, is it, is it make you feel a little bit better going into the next one? Yeah, absolutely. Well, once you get it under your belt, you know that, you know, you know, the routine you need to do, you know, the, the, the steps you need to take to make sure uh, you can have a good performance. So, you know, there's no guessing now, you know, saying, how am I going to feel? Uh, yeah. how, you know, what's how will my body going to respond? Uh, I kind of know. I, th I feel like I'm on the same descent as I was last camp. So, you know, I, I feel I feel comfortable with it. And how are you doing it, man? You're, what are you, 39 right now? 39, 39. How are you looking yep. so good, man? Like Jesus. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know, man. I just, uh, I just try to, you know, if you rest, you rust. You know, I keep yeah. these joints oiled and uh, keep them moving, and and so far, so good. I mean, aside from your performance isn't showing it, but I mean, is your body okay? Do you feel, do you feel residual effects, or is it just your? I think you're training so much. That's why. I think when you stop, you're gonna realize, like I did. Uh, you're gonna start feeling no. these things that like uh, creep up on you. Like for me, if I go a while without training, my muscles get weaker, my body's not as strong, and they can't hold up the injuries or the strains as much. And then I feel like more achy, just like walking around and doing nothing. It seems like so. I gotta I gotta stay like training all the time. Yeah, no, exactly. I I don't want to stop because I'm I'm afraid I'm afraid what I'm gonna feel like when I do. But yeah. uh, you know, you definitely you know I've been you know it should be 14 years in the UFC now. So. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's been, uh, you know, plus, you know, counting wrestling on top of that for all yeah. those years. So, yeah, my body's definitely, you know, I have good days, I have bad days. But, uh, you know, once I'm in camp and once the body gets going, 
um, I, I feel good. You know, end of the week, you're always a little sore, I mean, but you're supposed to be because you're, you know, you're putting in the work. And uh, yeah. so far, I, you know, we're, we're still in it. Yeah, 14 years. I think it's 27 fights, though, for you. So um, that's phenomenal, man. That is absolutely phenomenal. And it's great that you're still uh, feeling and doing so well, you know, and now you're fighting uh, Corey Sanhagen and, and he's number two. That's got to put you in a good position if you get a win. Yeah, absolutely, man. To me, this this really could be a number one contender fight. I think um, it is, yeah. You know, he's number two. I'm right behind him. I mean, Aljo and, and Peter Yan just got booked, yep, I believe, March that. 6th. So, you know, it's perfect time. We, you know, fight the month before these guys, see what happens with them. And then, uh, you know, hopefully uh, the winner of ours gets the winner of that. And what do you think about that fight, Sterling versus Jan? Yeah, that's a that's an interesting fight. You know, yeah. uh, Sterling is an unorthodox fighter. Uh, you know, pretty long rangey for a 35er, uh, very unorthodox striking on his feet. Um, but he's a, a bear on top. Yep. He gets your back. You're in trouble. And Peter, Peter Yan, I, I think he has probably some of the best boxing in 35, uh, striking on his feet and his very good takedown defense. So for me, it's going to be who can dictate where the fight ends up. And, and how do you see this fight with Corey going? Like, like, uh, I guess, uh, what are your concerns? without giving anything away and, and, and how do you see the fight ending? Like, like in this, in an ideal situation, what is your prediction for this fight? Yeah. I'm, um, you know, Corey's the tall guy, he's probably, you know, which, which is kind of good. I'm, I'm used to fighting bigger guys, so it's not going to be anything uh, new to me, but, uh, you know, I can't let him get his range going. I can't let him, uh, I can't stay on the end of his punches. I got to be there, be all the way out, all the way in, you know, everyone knows that. It's, yeah. that's really no secret. Uh, you know, I just got to kind of have a gritty Frank Yeager type fight and, yeah. uh, and go and do what I do, and uh, and just make it happen. So you, you predict uh, a, a good fight, obviously. Do you, do you predict something uh, phenomenal, a finish? Do you what do you what do you see when you're training? When I when I would train for a fight, I'd be running, I'd be playing it in my mind, and an ideal situation. What is ideal for you? You got to give me that. Without being strategic, I understand you're training for a fight and everything, but what what is ideal? How, how do you want to come away from this fight? Uh, as far as uh, what the fans think, what the UFC thinks, the the statement you're trying to make. Yeah, I want to go in there. Obviously, uh, you know, if I, if uh, thirty five pound division is really hot right now, yep, I got to go in there and make a statement. I got to go in there and, and finish finish Corey if I want to go and get that title shot. And, uh, and that, that's what I've been, uh, you know, working on this whole camp, going there, pressuring them, and uh, you know, really making them making them wilt in, in there, and uh, you know, showing some experience. I've been, you know, I've, I've more experience than anybody in this yeah. game for the most part. There's uh, not sure. too many older fighters in UFC than me right now, yeah. so. Uh, I got I got to utilize that to my to my to my best ability and uh, you know make this happen. And dangerous older fighters too, Jesus. Um, and and so what is your typical like week like for this fight camp? I mean, I know you're going through the COVID stuff. It's got to be weird, like kind of like I would always be. So I'm OCD, so I'm always scared about getting sick. Like I can imagine training like you guys now with like you know anyone could come in that gym at any given time and get COVID. They could have got COVID on the way to the gym at the grocery store. So it's like it must be crazy trying to train and like get ready for these fights now and also be worried about COVID and, and your training partners and, and just making it to the fight. So you don't get it canceled and, and lose the fight altogether. Yeah, it, it is tough, man. You know, you know, getting ready for a fight is stressful enough. Right. Yeah. You know that. And, uh, you know, you're worrying about injuries, you're worrying about your health, you're worrying about, you know, your preparation. And now you have to add COVID on top of it. It's just another thing got to worry about. But, uh, you know, I, I pretty much, uh, just stay, stick to my training team. You know, obviously I got the people I have to be around. I'm going to be around them. Uh, but otherwise, uh, you know, I'm avoiding, you know, big crowds and, yeah. and some family members at times, you know, especially as we got, we were getting closer. Um, but yeah, it's tough, you know, having kids too. It's, uh, you tell my kids, Hey, you can't have anyone in the house this week. You know, we got, <laughs> daddy's got to fight a couple no weeks. Friends. So, uh, 
you know, just just doing, do, just trying to take as many precautions as we can to make it to fight night. But uh, you know, again, you know, I, I can't really stress it too much. You know, you never want to be stressed out during yeah. your camp because that'll definitely affect your training. So I just worry about the things I can control and uh, and just make sure I do the best in that, in that aspect. Yeah, and, and I know you fought the apex. You're fighting the apex again. I guess two questions here. What uh, what what was it different? For you, as far as no audience and the guidelines for the like the protocols for the COVID when you fought at the Apex, did it affect anything? Did it change anything? And then did everything go as planned? I've heard of fighters that lost their cornermen. You know, they had things changed last minute. Did everything go as planned for your last fight? And are you worried about that for the future fight? And just the the no audience and 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 protocols in general, how did that affect you? Yeah, well, for, luckily everything went as planned for me. My my corners or my corners, everybody stayed good, you know, and. Um, and again, if it happens, it happens. You know, it, it, mentally you have to kind of get yourself ready for for it to happen because God forbid it does. Right. And uh, you know, I'm in there fighting, and you know that that's what you got to. You know, you're the guy. So yeah. as long as I'm in there, at least I, I made it to the fight, and that that's 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 the first priority. But as far as like uh, you know all the the protocols and whatnot, I mean, it just makes it makes the fight week a little kind of a little less you know hectic because you're not doing as many things right but it's a little bo- a little more boring because you kind of can't leave the right, hotel right. can't go you know for walks and go do stuff that you know you do sometimes to take your mind off it so uh and and then fighting f- felt the same for me once same. once we started you know leather starts getting thrown yeah. i didn't notice any difference i, I try to focus on my coaches anyway i'm really not trying to pay attention to the crowd so that made that very easy but I did notice when I ran out to the cage and no one was there screaming, yeah. that was definitely like, whoa, this is a little weird. But as soon as I got in the cage, I was ready to go. It seems like they're trying to start bringing back audiences, but I'm sure it's going to be a very slow, gradual process. Um, it's going to be a while before you walk out and 20,000 people are screaming your name. You know, that's going to be a while, I have to say. I can't imagine that happening anytime soon. But just in general, uh, when you went out there and you fought, I mean, 27 fights, I assume it's not a big deal for you. When I was talking to Anthony Smith on a recent podcast, he said he could hear his cornerman, I'm sorry, his uh, opponent's cornerman, and, and that was kind of throwing him off a bit, and he, he could hear the commentary, he could hear all these different things he couldn't hear before. Was that the same for you, or is it just one of those things where, because I've heard my cornerman's coaches before, but I can imagine when there's no one there. And then, you know, it's been so long since Ultimate Fighter, I didn't know what to, I never had a 20,000 stadium fight before. So it wasn't like I, I was going to that and then going back like, like you are now to, to kind of the ultimate fighter days of no audience. Um, did, did you notice anything different when you were out there? Like, or, or are you just so focused on the fight? It didn't matter. No, you de- I definitely heard his corner. Uh, in the last fight, I mean, they're speaking Portuguese, <laughs> I know, very, very minimal Portuguese. So sitting there trying to, uh, trying to translate in the middle might, might not have been the best thing to do. So I I, I, just, I I have a pretty good pretty good connection with my coaches. Um, yeah. You know, even since I was a little kid wrestling, I I would do a good job zeroing in on that, and and that's what I try to do mostly. But uh, I mean, sometimes you can definitely get some good info from, from their coaches if they're not uh if they're saying hey right hand right hand yeah. I mean you know that right hand's coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anthony was saying that his 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 uh I guess when he was fighting John Jones or something, they were talking completely in code, like not even like he said it wasn't even like like English English code word. It was just like all code words so he was just like like <laughs> so confused the entire time so they're pretty good at that i mean that's what they do obviously they're, they're preparing and uh they're one of the best gyms obviously this podcast is brought to you by manscaped the official trimmer of the ufc and now the official trimmer of the real quick with mike swick podcast and yours truly 
precision engineered tools for your family jewels. And now you can save 20% at checkout if you use code QUICK at manscaped.com, M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D.com. You get 20% discount and free shipping. Manscaped is the best below the waist grooming products on the market, bar none, by far. And now they are available in Europe, Canada, and Australia. So all you guys listening, if you're in America, Australia, Canada, or Europe, you can use code QUICK at checkout, save 20%, and get free shipping. So if you use code QUICK, that lets them know I sent you. So you support the podcast, you get 20% off, you get free shipping. It's a win-win for everyone. Thank you for the support. Do you have a set number of years, fights, left that you have like a goal for or are you just going to go until you feel your body's you know not not where it needs to be and you're going to give it up at that point yeah i i i like i my rule is uh as long as i'm, I'm enjoying it as long as i'm having fun uh as long as my body will allow me to do it yeah. and then as long as i'm competitive if i feel like i'm losing the guys that i shouldn't lose to or you know i'm getting if i get blown out or something like that one day and i'm like man this, i'm just not myself then maybe that's when i'll pack it in but uh so far, I'm able to cross off all those and, and, and keep it going. I mean, I know you're coming off of a win. Uh, you're a fan favorite. People love you. You can't not like you. You're an awesome guy. I'm a huge fan of yours myself. Um, do you get any flack for that, though? I mean, do you notice in the, in the headlines, the news sites or the fans or whatever, do they, do they give you – I know you said it in the beginning a little bit, but do they give you a hard time about being old and, and, and saying that you're either uh, – they notice anything now or they're going to notice something soon? Do you, do you get any of that, or is it everyone's pretty positive about – because your performances are so good. Yeah. I mean, you, 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 you'll hear a little bit here and there, you know, most, most of my stuff is positive, honestly. Uh, yeah, I, can I try not to really look at too much stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm a guy that's like, uh, doesn't like to look at that stuff too much. Yeah. Uh, but you know, you, you know, even my first fights in the UFC, people were, as soon as Twitter came out, people are ragging on you. You know what yeah. I mean? So yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> that access they're, now. They're, they're, they're out there no matter what, even if you look great, someone will say something. Someone always yeah. has something to say. Uh, but I try not to focus on the, on the negativity. Yeah, they just try to get, you know, well, Twitter and stuff, some of these social media outlets allow people to get way closer to you than before. And and I've had them say something bad and then you respond to them and then they're like, oh, no, you know, I'm a fan. I just wanted to get a response. And it's like, dick, you know, like just why even be yeah. negative? You know, like if I didn't respond to you, I'm going to have to think about what you said for like, you know, because I was sick and I, and I couldn't eat. So like I looked skinny and it was just like, oh, he's he's trying to cut weight too much to fight smaller guys and all this stuff. And they were so wrong. I just didn't want to address the reason and go into detail of like, you know, I was sick and this, that and the other and all I couldn't eat. And it was just like it was a pain in the ass. But it seems like that's not an issue for you at all. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I gotten better at it throughout, throughout the years. Yeah. You definitely got it. You got to work on it, you know. I used to look at the Twitter and it, it, it would, it, I would never, it would never sit with me overnight or anything. And I would, wouldn't be dwelling on it, but at that moment I'd be fucking pissed. So now I just try not to even look at it at all. So I don't need to get any negative emotions from some guy. I don't even fucking know uh, across yeah. the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's weird how you pay attention sometimes. I remember like BJ Penn when he first came to AK for the first fights he had in the UFC, like we had to kick him off the internet. Like he would, he would stay up, like at nighttime and we're like you're bj penn man you're winning all your fights you're like you're, you're <laughs> phenomenal like why are you paying attention to the internet and what these guys are saying but he would get so wrapped up he'd be up all night and tired the next day and and hov and then be like dude just get off the internet quit worrying about what they're saying but but it, you know as an athlete and, and someone who cares you know what the fans think you, you find yourself kind of reading sometimes and 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 especially when it's on the news sites and stuff like that yeah yeah it's tough to, it's tough to avoid it you know it really is uh you know, Joe Rogan always says he, he posts and ghosts. Yeah. Post post what you want to post and don't look at the damn comments because 
I don't care who you are. Someone's going to have some shit to say, Absolutely. You know, some shit that you don't want to hear. So, you know, for the most part, honestly, it, it, you know, for the fans that do support you, you want you want to recognize them, not not the people that want to talk shit, you know? Yeah, since, since your last podcast, we've revamped the show. So I don't know if you know, it's been the last, since like April of last year, we've been doing one-on-ones like this. It's been a lot better, growing a lot faster, get a lot of great response. We never get like bad feedback, hardly at all. But we do get some sometimes on the forums or something like that. And it's always, you can tell they didn't watch the podcast because they criticize right. you in ways of like, you asked that last time, you asked that every time, and we didn't even ask it. You know what I mean? It's stuff like that. It's like people right. just, they, they have to say something negative sometimes to feel like relevant. And it's just like, come on, man. Yeah, they just want to get a rise out of you. That's all yeah. they want. They want they want that response from you. Yeah. And then you get that response like, oh, no, I'm just playing. I'm playing. Yeah. Nah, you're just a dick, dude. That's what it really is. And then they know? just show that to all their friends. Like, look at this, man. He was all pissed off. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, as far as like after this is over, I mean, I hate to ask this to you, but obviously when I get guys on the show that are a little bit in their mid-30s to late-30s, you're obviously 39, um, still fighting phenomenally, so there's, there's nothing to take away from that. I know you're going for your, your belt and, and, and making another run for it, but do you have something lined up after? I just like asking guys of your, of your I guess, age and level um, that you really want to do, or you, that you're really passionate about, that you're going to look forward to in like 10 years, 15 years. Like, what is it that, that excites you after fighting's over? Well, I'm going to stay involved in this sport, you know, 100%. I mean, this has been my life for so long. Uh, you know, I, I have a supplement company. I have a, a wrestling a, a club with, with a couple of my buddies. Uh, that'll be something I'll always be a part of. And, uh, you know, Ali Abdelaziz is, is my manager. Uh, you know, he's I was his first client. And uh, I'm sure we're going to work. I'm going to work together with him in the future. I'd, I'd love to help, you know, future fighters, uh, you know, achieve some goals and, uh and, you know, stack some chips, you know what I mean? And uh, show, show guys how, to, how it's done. Uh, you know, having this experience, doing this all these years at the top level, I, I think I could be an asset to a lot, a lot of young guys. Yeah. And then from your experience as well, I like to ask guys like you, do you study your opponents a lot? Like, I mean, are you one that watches a lot of video and a lot of tape and break things down and study everything? Or do you do it minimally? Do you have your coaches do it? Or do you just kind of train for every fight? I, I've heard it all from, from all different levels of fighters. Yeah, I, 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 I do watch video minimally. Though. Um, I usually let my coaches, uh, you know, make make the make the, the video or watch the videos and then they, they relate to me what they want to do. And, uh, you know, for the most part, I, I don't try to worry about too much about what they do. I really worry about more what I do. Yeah, that makes sense. Do you ever watch yourself? I spend a lot of time watching my own fights sometimes to see like mistakes I made and, and what my opponents would probably do to try to beat me. I think I watched my own fights or my, my own previous fights the last couple more than I did my opponents when I was fighting for some reason. I, you know, I think that's a great idea. You know, uh, you, you watch yourself, you see stuff that you think you could do better. Uh, we watch sparring a lot. I watch my sparring a whole bunch. You know, uh, Mark Mark films every sparring session. Mark Henry films every sparring session. And then, you know, throughout the week, I'll watch that pretty much every session, you know, make the adjustments I want to make for the next sparring session. What's up, everybody? I am here in Thailand. This is the first time I've ever been here. Been dying to come here for years. Mike Swick, he's one of the big reasons he's been trying to pull me down here. What he built down here, AKA Thailand, is incredible. There's people here from all over the world. You can train mixed martial arts here, jujitsu. They have weightlifting, they have cardio, and obviously they have Muay Thai, boxing, everything.
I'm telling you guys, I know everybody wants to go to Thailand because Thailand's so cool, but you can't come to Thailand without coming to AKA Thailand. Come on. couple oddball questions for you uh i know you've been a celebrity for quite some time obviously being in the sport being a champion being you know a future hall of famer and everything but what is one celebrity moment that you remember um where you were just like wow and, and obviously it was because of fighting and because of who you are is there anything you can think of that you can that you can name that, that you were just in a position or hanging out with somebody or doing something that you were just like holy shit and it was because of your career and, and who you are yeah yeah i mean I'd say when I met Shaq the one time, it's kind of a funny story. I met Shaq. I'm not one to take pictures with people. I'm just not that guy, yeah. you know. Uh, I don't like bothering people. Uh, but my my you know, Ali was with me, and he knew I, you know, I'm a, I'm a friend. I'm I'm a fan of Shaq, and he's he's actually a Jersey guy. So Ali went up to him and said, "Take a picture with him." So Shaq's like, "Oh shit, Jersey, what's up, man?" And he's talking to me. He's like, "He's like, let me pick you up over my head." And we're at the UFC event. I'm yeah. like, hell no, bro. He's like, he's like, come on, man. Let me pick up my head. Jersey, baby, jersey. I'm like, nah, you ain't picking me up over your head, bro. <laughs> I, I look like a little kid in your hands. You know what I'm saying? So I thought that was pretty funny, man. Shaq was pretty cool. And actually, I sat next to Charles Barkley, man, one time and uh, at a fight. He's buying me and my wife drinks. And, nice. uh, you know, it's pretty wild, man. These guys are people that I looked up to as a little kid watching, you know, what they were playing. Did he pick you up or no? No, hell no. I didn't Not let that yet. happen. <laughs> yeah, that's a long way to go. That's like seven foot or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, man, I look like you're a fucking little kid in your hands, man. <laughs> yeah, it seems like being a celebrity as a fighter is a little bit different than being a celebrity anywhere else, like an actor or you know somewhere else like when i did the uso tours the military support tours they were so like like they looked at fighters as being bigger celebrities than actors and and, and these guys that they saw on tv just i, I guess there was that 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 alpha and that 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 bond from fighting and the fact that you get in there and you fight i think it's just a little bit more it resonates with people a little bit more especially men uh you're kind of like a different level of celebrity you know when, when people are around you and that's why guys like Shaq and and barkley i think take up to you so well yeah no i i agree you know I think every every everybody wants to be a fighter in some sense of the yeah. word, you know, uh, and, and, you know, everybody has probably gotten into a scuffle at one time in their life. So they have respect for people that do it for a living and, and you know, and, and that's how they make their money. So, yeah, I think it, it, it's very cool how, you know, you'll see a celebrity or, or, or you know, a famous person notice, you know, I, and I'm a guy that doesn't really think. I'm, I'm, you know, I don't, th I don't, th I don't consider myself a celebrity or I can tell. famous guy. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> a dude that fights for a living and, uh, you know, having fun doing it. But when these guys, you know, look at me, like I look at them, it's, it's definitely, uh, pretty, pretty wild. And speaking of that, there is a lot of celebrities trying to fight. You know, you see him doing pad work. You see Drake. I know a guy that was on the podcast named Hollywood. He know he trains Usher and Drake and French Montana and all these guys. A lot of people are trying to, to at least train fighting, uh, to, to be a little bit more alpha and get that alpha, you know, uh, side of them out what do you think about these youtubers and guys like uh jake paul and logan paul and these guys trying to get in the fight game and and trying to well i mean obviously logan's a little crazy trying to you know actually you know ask for an mma fighter and ask for a fighter um but what do you think about these guys just in general getting in fighting and actually going out there and fighting how do you think that's going to end for these guys yeah i don't know man i, I you know i think you want you want to see him get in there fight again fight a good fighter and, and, and learn a lesson you know um but they do bring eyes to, to to our sport, and I guess that's always a good thing. Um, you get the whole YouTube, the other audience looking at fighters, and they go in there and they get beat up by, by a fighter, and then these fighters get some new fans. Um, it definitely waters it down a little bit, though, for me. You know, yeah. uh, you got Logan Paul fighting Floyd Mayweather, you know, possibly, you know, arguably the best boxer ever, 
and uh, Logan Paul is is literally oh one and one is boxing. Yeah. So I mean that's just uh, I, I'd rather see Floyd give uh, give like a, 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 a you know up and coming fighter uh, that opportunity than than a guy like the like the Paul brothers, you know. I'm curious to see how that's going to sell just for the fact that when Connor was fighting him, I mean, you're talking about at the time, Connor, I mean, Connor of all time is a huge impact, but I mean, he's one of the greatest fighters of all time, you know, in his own right. He's done a lot for the sport. Um, you know, he's won a lot of fights, champion, everything. I remember how hard of a sell that was. I mean, he, he got a lot of criticism to fight Floyd. And it's like, it's hard to imagine Logan how that fight's going to go when like Connor, I mean, he Connor sold it because it was Connor. That's why Connor went out there right. and Connor right. did what Connor does. Logan's not going to go in there and get in Floyd's face and do a world tour and say the things Connor does. So it's hard. I'm, I'm just curious how it's going to sell without that Connor kind of showman uh, aspect to it. And especially considering the fact Logan's not Connor and, 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 you know, fought as much as him and trained as much as him, obviously. Yeah. I, I just think, uh, you know, when, when Connor and Floyd fought, I mean, at least it was a real fighter fighting another fighter even though two different sports yeah and like you said connor has uh you know the gift of gab and he's one of the best promoters that that we've seen in in any sport um i just i think the audience is going to be so different for this it's going to be a bunch of young kids uh people that are you know on youtube a lot like you know my i have a, a 12 year old 10 year old and you know they're youtubers they know they're the paul brothers and stuff yeah. like that so i think you need a lot of that audience and and uh and, and then you're going to see some you know fight fans are fight fans man they want to see a fight and, uh, you know, some, I think people are going to be tuning in just to see the Paul brothers get beat up, to be honest yeah. with you. Well, especially Jake. He's talking so much shit. So Yeah, big he's, time, big he's time. He's setting man. himself up for a bad meme, and it's gonna, he's not going to like it. He doesn't understand, I think, that second place in this sport or in any combat sports, is, it's not a fun, you know, it's not like no. second place in any other sport. <laughs> and, and, and everybody could be touched, man. Yeah. Everybody could be touched in this sport. It's fun making fun of uh, Flatline and Nate, but when it's you get going down there face first into the canvas, that's not so Different fun. Different ball game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, 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 that's pretty crazy, man. Speaking of Connor, did you see that fight with Connor and Poirier? I did, man. Poirier, did, uh, he looked phenomenal. Did you predict uh, that, or, or were you surprised? Um, I mean, the way it went down like that, I, I thought I thought it would have gone later. I did. I, I did uh, the whole little bookie bookie picks for, yeah. for on my Instagram, and I did yeah, pick I Dustin. That. I thought it would be go a little later. I didn't think it would happen that that quickly. But uh, I mean, you know, Connor. When things don't go his way, he tends to fold sometimes. And yeah. Things didn't go his way early. He got hit with that calf kick, and that was wrap for him. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Because like, I actually picked Poirier later too, and and I was still, I was still thinking Connor could come out strong and finish it in that, that first round, that second round. Um, and he came out looking good. I thought, you know, considering the fact who he is, how much he's got, you know, to come in there and still fight like that. You know, he does bring right. it. There's no doubt about it. He brings it every time. But, man, Poirier did an excellent job. And when he unleashed that combination, I mean, that was just phenomenal. It was phenomenal, man. He just he just kept going, and he finished him up. Yeah, D D Dustin's a great guy. He actually came out here like, to Jersey 10 years ago, helped me get ready for a fight for, for a couple times. Super good guy. Uh, you know, it couldn't happen to a better guy. And last all-ball question, um, what is it, if you can tell me, one thing that nobody knows about you? It's, it's good for people that, that follow you to, to hear these things. <laughs> Well, it's kind of kind of corny, but I watch Jeopardy every day, bro. Still, I, I TiVo Jeopardy, nice. I DVR Jeopardy, and I watch Jeopardy. That's good. Maybe man. that's why I'm the answer. You know what I mean? I was definitely upset when Alex Trebek, you know, passed away here recently. So uh, yeah, my kids always get on me like, "Dude, you're watching Jeopardy again?" I'm like, "Yeah, it's just you know, learn a little little info here." Yeah, well, I mean, if you're gonna watch a show, it's a good one. You're gonna learn a lot. So for sure. 
And and lastly, um, you know, it's been two years since we had the podcast before. I invite you to AK Thailand and Thailand. When are we going to see you come out here and, and finally take a break and, and maybe bring the family or, or get out here somehow and take a, a nice trip and uh, come let me show you around and, and train at the gym? Yeah, I got to make it sooner or later, man. I really do. Uh, I could use some sun right now. It's cold as cold as hell here in yeah. Jersey. And uh, my wife, that's that's one of her uh, dream destinations, Thailand. So oh, nice. I'm going to have to take you up. I'm going to have to come out, man, and, uh, and and catch up with you guys for sure. Awesome, man. I can't wait. Just hit me up and, and we'll make it happen. And a uh, huge fan of yours as always, man. Thanks for coming back on the show and taking time out for giving me an update. And uh, I'm happy to see you back on top, back in the top of the rankings, probably one fight away from the championship. So I'm always rooting you on, man. Uh, big fan again, like I said. So thanks for being on the show and uh, good luck with your training camp. And I will see you fighting soon. Fe uh, February 5th, is it? February 6th. February 6th. February yep, 6th. Yep. Okay. Always a pleasure to talk with you, man. And uh, I look forward to catching up with you in Thailand uh, in the future, my it's man. It's going to happen, man. It's going to happen. Thanks for being on the show, brother. All right. Take care, bro.